what's our topic? Somebody help me. Kadesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? So how many of us were blessed on Sunday? How many? Okay, how many of us have thought about the sermon since Sunday? Amen. How many of us have pondered on it? I was accosted in, um, in the car park just as I was driving out by three wonderful, beautiful ladies. They arrested me and they re-preached the sermon to me. <laughs> Led by Sister Adupe. The three of them re-preached the sermon to me. And they gave me point by point. They blew me. You know, me too, I was not hearing the sermon new. Afresh. God bless you. Can we clap for the three ladies? Amen. And Toby's mom. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for the word. And I do not take any glory in it at all. I'm only humble that God can use me to bless his children. And you know, it is not something that um, it's very humbling that God can use you. And it is under the inspiration of the man of God. So I want you to also salute our shepherd in the house. Thank you, sir. You inspire us and you continue to inspire us. You continue. It is the quality of the word that you give us that makes those of us behind you. We go back and study more. So I can imagine, uh, because word plus word upon word, every time in this church, there's never been a death of word. Uh, in the time of Eli, Bible tells us that the word of God was scarce. Have you ever come to this church and there's no word? Let's celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So our topic on Sunday was Kadesh. Can you bring up our slide? Yeah. Break those limitations. So, and our key text what is found in um, uh, um, Deuteronomy 1, I believe it's verse 46, which says, So you remained in Kadesh many days according to the days you spent there. So, is do you want me to paraphrase or you'd like to? Let me start with somebody. What caught you most on Sunday? Anybody? What caught you the most on Sunday? Does anybody want to share? As Tadupe has gotten... Okay, give it to Toby's mom. Is she there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good evening, Chuck. You shared something with me. Yes, I'm not sure we should go the whole log depending on you, but it was frightening. Yes, sir. Frightening. Good evening, church. Um, when I met him after the church service, he was driving out, and I ran to him, and I thanked him for sharing that word. That, in fact, I didn't want to come to church, so I came late. That the word, Kadesh, was specifically meant for me. And that... I've been in Kadesh for so long. And you can be in Kadesh for so long and you will not know. And it was as if, not even as if that week, I was very, very low. Spiritually, emotionally, you can name it. I was 
low, as in very low. I couldn't talk. I could not even convey. My son came to me and asked me, what is wrong with you? I said, I cannot put a word to it. I just went into my room and I locked up. I first time, I locked my room. I could not cry. And first time in history, sometimes I blame people that commit suicide and I'll be like, it was that day that I got to know that it is not their fault. It is because they got tired. They had people around them, but they were not hearing. They were talking to people, but they don't understand. But I was in the room, and the spirit was telling me, there's nothing now, nobody, there's what else. Just do it. But one thing saved me. I, don't, I think it is just the grace. And I said, on Sunday, I'll come to church. As God, I don't know, it is not God, but I didn't want to come to church. It was my son, and I said, Mom, let's just go. I said, it is late, and I stood. He said, it does not matter. Let's, if, if it is the grace, we will meet. And I said, okay, let's go. And on getting to church, to the glory of God Almighty, it was that topic. It was as if God was waiting for me. Okay, don't do it today. Just hold on for one day. Hear the word, then you can now decide. So when I saw him, I explained to him that even Kadesh can be in a relationship. Something that you are holding on that you think, ah, this is it. Ah, this is it, this is it. It must come from this one or it can happen from this one. It might not be it, but you are just there for so long and you are just lost. You don't know that you are lost. You are just lost completely. So when I told him, Sister Tupertooth came, I was saying a lot of things and from what she said, I was like, wow, I didn't even think to that line that Kadesh can actually mean that. Thank you, sir. This one, he has passed Sister Dukwe's mommy, Dukwe now. Sister <laughs> Dukwe. Good evening, church. Um, pastor, I want to thank you for this message. And I also want to thank our senior pastor for the message that has been coming. You know, um, you know after the Sunday service, we were just talking about, you know, um, the message. And I started my, right from when you ministered um, about our seven day, you know, the seventh day, and um, also pastor's message on uh, counting, counting your blessing, blessings yes. and all that. And when this word came, it, was, it actually eats me because um, I've been in a place for so long, and um, I've been believing God for so many things. And all these messages that has been coming is like, is as if those messages are for me, which I actually shared some things also with pastor. And I reminded you that the day you ministered about uh, the seventh day, you know, when I accosted you over there and all that, we talked about it. But we, um, on that Sunday, we were talking, I said, I mean, Kadesh can be anything. Mm. I said it can be anything. It doesn't have to be maybe okay. Maybe because you're struggling financially, or you know, because you know, there's, I mean, you you're believing God for something. I said it could be, it could be, it could be sickness. It could be, it could be, you know. I said it can be, it could be anything. It can even be your attitude. I said it could even be your attitude and all that. So we said about, I mean, so many things. I said so. Um, my Kadesh, in my own view, is, you know, something that has limited me for so long. And what we all do, that the messages that have come all this way actually ministered to my, you know, actually ministered to me. And, I, you know, I kept on declaring the word. I kept on changing my attitude concerning a lot of things. The Bible says, it says, you know, that we should speak those things, you know, that be not as though they were. I started seeing myself. You know, I started seeing myself in my Canaan, just like you said. I mean, Kadesh is a place of transition. It doesn't mean um, uh, a place where you, you, you stay. You know, I said, I, 
it's like God has translated me because of, you know, the word that I held on to so far, that God has translated me into where I ought to be, that we don't need to stay there, that we need to keep declaring the word, believing the word, and acting on the word. Amen. <laughs> Any other person before we go on? Any other person? Is that, Joko, you want to make a comment? You want to make a comment? Yes. Just how? Praise so, the Lord. So yes. for me, I just um, held on to Romans 12.1 that said um, we should be not, um, um, be should not, not conformed. Uh, be not conformed. So I put mm. Kadesh in my own name. Yeah. Be not conformed to, to the Kadesh, Kadesh that yeah. I've already programmed my mind on. Mm. But I should be transformed by the renewing um, of, your of mind. my mind by the word of God. So that's, you know, there are some things that basically you just believe this is how this thing should be or you know, you've been there for so long and you just be like, even if it's there, you said it, you told us. Um, so I just had to begin to change my mind on, on things that I've said to them should be like this. So that's just my contribution. So, is there anybody? Am I missing anyone? Okay, we're going on. All right. Um, sorry, there's somebody. Okay. Oh, hey, P.S. Baba. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so P.C. I'll take it before the pastors. Good evening, church. <laughs> oh, my <Malayag>, Okay. <laughs> He's moving out of Kadesh. <laughs> so, speaking about Kadesh, everyone has said fantastically well, but I think Kadesh can also be a comfortable spot like your comfort zone. Now, we all know that we look for, we, the reason why we go to work, the reason why we try our best is to have a comfortable life. But then again, comfort can be good and comfort can be negative. Comfort, in a way, stunts growth. So if you're comfortable in a spot thinking, you know, this at least is a, is a safe ground, is a, is a safe point. If I move from here, I'm not sure what is ahead of me. So it's better to just limit myself and stay in the Kadesh. So, my perspective, Kadesh can also be your comfort zone. And how you can know that this comfort is not of the Lord is there's always this nudging telling you that, don't you know you're meant to be doing something better than this? Or don't you know that you can expand? But because of the, I like it here. You know, but everybody knows me here. I can't, I can't fall. If I say one thing, people jump on my back and call. If I move forward, I'm not sure what's in front. So that's the comfort I'm talking about. So there can be good comfort and there's Kadesh comfort. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, he took the words out of my mouth. So I'm just going to read a scripture that explains uh, how Kadesh can be a comfort zone. In Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6, the Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb saying, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites and to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowlands, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. You see how comfortable they were on Mount Horeb. But the Lord said there's quite a lot 
of lands that they needed to possess. But that comfort zone had made them stay in Kadesh rather than understanding that that Horeb was actually a place of transition. Amen. Okay, for several years I've read this um, part of the scriptures. I've seen that word and it didn't occur to me that it could have such depth of meaning, particularly as it matters to our existence as Christians in particular. And so, listening to you on Sunday took away the argument or handed the argument of some believers who think staying at home, okay, can change or improve the quality of their life. I think indeed, the church was structured in a manner to provide the voice of God for the survival of his children. So, really, if you avoid church, because you're supposed to hear God via his direct voice through the reading of the word, you can hear God through prophecy and all that. But you see, what comes out from this pulpit, be honestly speaking, is not short of what God is saying for the now. Now, I would imagine that uh, um, uh, CNN will not capture the testimony of our sister because it, it didn't make so much sense. Now, because you can't tell if he had, she had stayed at home longer than that Sunday, nobody would have known what would have happened today. Nobody would have... I mean, you showed up, God was waiting for you. So there are millions of people who are probably staying at home also that it is God is always waiting for them with his voice from the pulpit. There is no substitute for the presence of God or the house of God. This online thing is good, it's fantastic, but truly it is not a perfect substitute for the physical presence. If God can wait, then you make a move and meet him where he's waiting. Not in the comfort of, this, of your room saying it's online. Well, that is not to say that, I mean, it's, it, they said to a man, I mean, I read a, a, a parable that said, if you see a man running slowly, eh, you don't need to ask who was chasing the person. That thing chasing the person is not dangerous. I'm telling you, if you see a man who is just doing like this, it's probably a chicken that is chasing him. But if you see a man running like a madman, you, you can tell that it must either be a lion or a snake, all right? The, the, the desperation of your life, all right, would determine your desire and hunger for the longing of God's house. Okay, and unfortunately for us, unfortunately for everybody, not Christian or Muslim, times, the times are getting hard and difficult. And the surviving word is what is in Daniel that says only those that know their God will be strong and then we survive it. Now, Kadesh stayed on my thoughts. The first thing you said about Kadesh is that Kadesh can be a place God brought you into. So Kadesh is not always demonic. It can be divine instruction to enter Kadesh. But you know something you said that, that startled me is not knowing when God has left Kadesh, and you are still in Kadesh. While I was reminiscing on that, we entered the pastor's office to wrap up and pray for the word in pastor's meeting. And pastor answered like a 30 years question in my mind while he was sharing with us. He said, has anybody ever imagined that it was God's will for them to stay in Egypt for 430 years? I, up till the moment pastor shared that word, I thought it was prophecy that left the Israelites in Egypt for 400 years. However, out of ignorance and insensitivity to the timing of God, they had that extra 30 years. Are you aware that the original duration for their stay in Egypt was tied to... Jacob was the one that asked them to go to Egypt. Am I correct, saints of God? When Jacob died, it was pastor that said it. When Jacob died and they went to bury him, should have been the time they should have left Egypt. I didn't say it, I heard it from Pastor. And it dawned on me that, ah, but I thought God prophesied this thing. No, what God see 
It's not always prophecy. You know, God is all-knowing. He can tell what you will do 10 years from now. It does not mean that's what he wants to do. Prophecy is what God wants to do, not what he's necessarily seeing or saying. So, the day they buried Jacob, the man that instructed you to go to Egypt was Jacob. When the man died, is it not natural for you to pack your things and leave? But Kadesh became very comfortable. Ah, Egypt became comfortable until cucumber and garlic. Until a pharaoh that had no record of Joseph came into the scene. And from the place of their Goshen, they became a slave for 400... Do you know how many generations of 400 years can swallow? And while pastor was preaching, pastor Yomim preached, he said, Kadesh can be a generational flow. Your father stayed and died in Kadesh. Your mother stayed and died in Kadesh. Your next generation is coming and staying in Kadesh. Ah, money no. Konish Elesimi. Konish Elesimi. And then, oh God. You know what I did to myself last night? Sorry, sorry. You know, usually when I'm in this kind of frenzy mood, it's because some things are pumping in my heart. Now, if the word of God does not alter your thoughts, it can't change your life. That's the truth. You know what I did to myself last night? I just packed my bag and baggage and went to camp and pray. Mobadra at 4 a.m. I said, God, Kadesh is not a joke, sense of God. Kadesh has no, no natural desire to let you go. The economy of Egypt collapsed in March, the Israelites left. Your exit will put a collapse to some, to some enemies in your life. Mobadra, what's on you? Sir, I, I, you know the old redemption camp or the children is so massive. It will take you about 45 minutes to walk it round. Ah, Kadesh must answer. Kadesh must, must just, I must move with the glory. So, Kadesh is a mindset. That was the next thing Pastor said. You know, honestly, you might not even be aware that you're in Kadesh and you're in Kadesh. It's a state of the mind. A state of, I mean, you have lived in a house for 16 years, 17 years as a tenant. What is the Kadesh you more? We are not aware. <laughs> for the rest. And you're feeling like you're in charge. Cheap respect. Cheap or not cheap recognition. Caretakers. Kadesh is a picture of stagnancy. Kadesh is a picture of repeating the same event, thinking it is normal. Kadesh is a threat to our joy and our prophetic fulfillment. Sir, flesh and blood is spiritual. I mean, like, like uh, um, I call her a remesis. The quantum of war that has been coming since January this year, if by December when we are doing our ultimate thanksgiving, some of us are still saying the old story, it is not the fault of God. Somewhere in your heart you were stubborn. It is not the fault of God. Which one do you want to recall? Is it the keys to triumphant living? That stop counting the stories of let the poor breathe and start counting your blessing. Start counting your blessing. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I was tremendously transformed. Honestly, I feel like, Oga, you know what I feel like? We are having an all night. And you break this thing down for us. And maybe, sir, we should consider it. That you break it, maybe even all the word that we have been hearing. And then we will take the word one by one. Just like you lead us. And we pray this, sir. All those in support say, aye. Let, let me say something here. I, I'm glad I'm not the one that directly brought the word because sometimes you think, what else will pastors say? This is proof that one way or the other, 
God wants to know what is going on. Everybody here is in a form of Kadesh. When they're talking about Kadesh, don't look at anybody, you look at yourself. The worst Kadesh is the Kadesh of comfort. When you want to boil eh, a frog, you put it in cold water and put it on the stove and set the fire little. The frog will be cooling. The water will be heating up slowly. It won't come out. The frog will cook there. What he said was what happened in my office. Every time you have a problem, from the days of Abraham, God will say, there was a famine, and God said, go to this place. Isaac, too, went to Gerar. And God said, don't go to Egypt. Stay in Gerar, and I will bless you there. And the man sowed that year, and he reaped a hundredfold, and he began to prosper, continued to prosper, and he became very prosperous. Listen to this. Then they got jealous of him. All the wells he was digging, there were points and sand inside it. That's what happened. So he moved. Go and read that story. No matter anything that's temporary, if you try to make a temporary provision into a permanent blessing, you enter Kadesh. When he moved from there, the king of uh, the... Abimelech came to meet him where he was to say we're sorry. We got jealous because God was blessing you so much in front of us, we sent you away. They sent him to better things. They came to meet him to cut covenant with him. If he stayed with them, the same way he went up is the way he will come down. I'll give you one story. This thing about Israel going to Egypt. Can you remember the famine was seven years? Joseph said you will have plenty for seven years and famine for seven years. They went there for food. They had land. They had houses where they're coming from. They got there. They gave them free food. Go and read it. Joseph never charged them for the money. They gave them accommodation in Goshen. Never. But they have their house where they're coming from. They have land though. But they got so comfortable. Seven years was over. What brought you there was over. They didn't go back. There was no famine. You have never thought of what happened to their house and their land that they left. The Canaanites took it over. Originally, it was their land. And Jacob, like you said, who said, let's go there because there's food there and God has released us to go. He said, when I die, don't bury me here. Take me back to Canaan and bury me there. You know what they did? They took him, buried him, and they came back. The dog that is going to get lost, he will not hear the whistle of the hunter who sent him in the first place. They buried him and they came back. And a pharaoh that didn't regard history, he doesn't read history, came. What was comfortable Goshen translated into 
slave quarters. What happened to Goshen? They took Goshen from them. Go and read the Bible. When they became slaves, they were not living in Goshen anymore. Can I tell mm. you something? One last thing I'm going to tell you. You see this jackpot that they're jackpotting? I am the person they should come and talk to. History has recorded any family that emigrates. In one generation, they will start spelling your surname in a funny way. In two or three generations, they will not either, they will not be bearing that name anymore or they will have so baptized in spelling and in pronunciation that you will not even know where they came from. Can I tell you something? Everybody that God releases from heaven, he sends him to a geographical location to a mother and a father and your inheritance is in that place. So every time because of food, hey, you go and you don't come back. You're no better than Esau who sold his birthright for what? For food. So what has happened now is some lands have been taken over by foreigners because the owner of the lands, because they went for food in Europe, never came back. So the plan of God, it becomes bastardized. And the process of coming back will always take, it, it wasn't going to take 40 days. The foolishness of 400 years cannot be corrected in 40 days. So take 400 years, take 40 days, and take 40 years. You get the story. The long and short of it is don't stay in Kadesh. We need to escape from Kadesh. What are your hands doing, people of God? Pastor, I put down in my note that, and you mentioned it, that blessing, God's blessing, is locational. God's blessing that he has designed for you in Canaan can never happen in Kadesh. No matter how much you try. You can try and try and try until you change your location to be where God wants you to be. It will never happen for you. So, Joseph could not become prime minister from Potiphar's house. It wasn't possible. That was kind of, so he needed to have a transition, go through the prison for him to enter into his promised land. So, you need to be careful like Pastor said. That one of my favorite scriptures is that scripture, I, um, Genesis 26. It says, uh, God, there was a great, there was a famine. It says, apart from the first one, and God spoke to Isaac, said, e do not go down to Egypt, remain in Gerar. And I think it, when you go down verse 12 or so, it says that, and in that year, it said there was a famine in the land. Hold on, no, yeah, I got it, verse 12. Verse 1, go back to verse 1. Verse 1. He said, there was a famine in land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. Go. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the Philistine, the Philistine, the king of the Philistines in Gerar. So, what it probably happened was that Isaac knew Joe Biden in America. And he went to Joe Biden 
or he thought that Joe Biden could sort his problem going down to Egypt and God said no verse 12 go to verse 12 and he says what happened show me verse 12 then Isaac sowed in that land verse 11 okay go give us verse 11 step back to verse 11 first so Abimelech charged all his people saying he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death Do not go down to Egypt. Give me, yeah, I think it's verse 2. Let's try verse 2. Verse 2. Yeah. Uh, do not, yeah. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Notice that when somebody is doing the wrong thing, you are going down. Because when he came to Jonah, it says he went down to Tashish. He went down to Tashish instead of going up to. Uh, Nineveh. So be careful. You know what I see when I read this thing? Everybody was rushing to Egypt. All his friends were rushing to Egypt. They were jackpying. And therefore, the Lord says, you, just stay where you are. Why do you think the children of Israel did not leave Egypt after the seven years. The famine, famine brought you somewhere. Okay, famine oh. is over. Let's, have, let's ask a question. You have where you're coming from. You have land. You have houses. You have family there. It was only 70 people that came. Understand what I'm saying? It was not the whole of Israel that left. It was only 70 of them that came to uh, Egypt. When the family was over, please answer the question for me. Why didn't they go back? They have relatives there. You know the answer. You're, you're guilty. That's why you're not answering. You know the answer. Why didn't they go back? They were comfortable. Eh, life, they were enjoying Goshen. Yeah. yeah. They were not asking them for money. Uh -huh. They were not paying taxes. They forgot their people that they left yeah. in Israel. <laughs> they were staying there. Once the calendar of God changes, the Bible says the cloud, they will settle when they were going to, from Egypt to uh, Canaan, to the promised land. The cloud, the story is that any, they will settle until the cloud moves. Where the cloud moves, if you don't follow it, manna will not fall where it used to yeah. fall. It is where the cloud stops, the manna will fall. So whatever you think you're enjoying, never cut off the voice of God. Never draw a calendar out of your flesh. It is where the Lord is that the blessing will be. Where he did not send you, he will not send your blessing there. Amen. All of us are in Kadesh. Yeah, one way or the other. And what happens to Kadesh is what was sweet becomes bitter. And then the question is why is it difficult for us to leave Kadesh? We are coming there, sir. Uh -huh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we are coming there. Uh, it brings me, it's not all Japa that is bad. Give us. Uh, give me my slide for today. Give me my slide. Read it. Kadesh 
Daniel. Do what? Do what? Kadesh Bania, do what? Jakba. You know, like Pastor said, it was, how Goshen turned into Kadesh. Because Goshen was, it, it was, you know, was a very lovely place to be. It was the best. It's like somebody telling you that you live in Banana Island or let's say Co-Atlantic. It's like Goshen. You are by the ocean and you are enjoying your life. And then all of a sudden or gradually it becomes a Kadesh. That's what it looked like. Now let me explain. Let me give you a spiritual background to it. Do you know, and I said it on Sunday, you know what Kadesh means? Kadesh means holy. Kadesh, the Hebrew word Kadesh means holy. But when you join it to Banir, and they were used interchangeably in the account, Kadesh Banir or Banir means the desert of wandering. The desert of wandering. I said this on Sunday, which means that it is a place, so it's incongruous that a place of holiness can become a place of wandering. How can a Goshen become a Kadesh? It was supposed to be a good place. Bible says that uh, for some, he put it like this, he said, he gave them the desire of their heart, but then sent what? Leanness into their soul. So somebody is praying, God, give me a house in Banana Island. Give me a house in Equa Atlantic. And the person gets there and falls sick. There's somebody that I know, the house is so magnificent in Banana Island. He, ne he fell ill and he was evacuated. Do you know how he was seeing the house? They were taking photographs and video and they were showing him on his sick bed till he died. He didn't sleep in the house for one day. But he had paid. So the contractors continued working. He gave that person the desire of his heart. Maybe he had said to himself one time, ah, man, when, when I build my house, Egba, and Agbaloto, but he didn't leave to enjoy it. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. It means that no matter how righteous you are, you can still end up wandering. You can be in the midst of the congregation and you still end up wandering. That's why the Bible says, let he who stand take heed lest he falls. Let he who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. You can be righteous and still end up wandering. No, much, no wonder, or it's not surprising that many spirit-filled children of God are still struggling to get it right. Many of us are still struggling to get it right. So, what keeps 
source. We agree that Kadesh Banya is somewhere we need to get out of. Man of God said, escape. We have to escape it. So, we also, we have to chapa. Let's use uh, lingo. Local lingo. We have to chapa from Kadesh Banya. But he asked a question, and I want to repeat that question. What makes us linger in Kadesh Banya? And you have to help me. Yeah. What makes us linger? Why do we linger? Pastor Steve, why do we linger? We know it's not right. We know we are not supposed to be there. We know this is not God's plan for us. Just before he says so, because I have something in my notes. God's destiny, no, no, stand, stand. God's destination for us is Canaan, not Kadesh Banya. So anytime we settle in Kadesh Banya, we are selling God short. And we are shortchanging ourselves. Because that's not the plan. When he left, he said, read, if you read in, 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 uh, um, from verse 5, 6, 7 of uh, Deuteronomy 1, he even described, sorry, help me, I'm coming. Give me that, uh, give me verse 6, verse 7, verse 7. You know what? Read. He said, okay, go back to verse 6. Let's start from verse 6. Just step back. The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, you have dwelt enough, dwelt long enough at this mountain. Verse 7. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, to the mountains, and in the lowland, in the south, and on the sea coast. He described it. And those of you who are into property, these are the attributes that make land expensive. He says, I'll give it to you first in the mountain. So those of you who want to live on a mountain, I'll give you a mountain. But those of you who prefer lowland, I will give you lowland. And there's some of you who want sea, sea coast, I will give you. And to Lebanon, where you have the cedars, I will give you. And then some of you, you don't want sea, you want river. As far as the great river, the river Euphrates, God described the land. He said, see, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which your Lord swore to your father and, and to give to their descendants. In my notes, I put something and I read, what is your picture of Canaan? And one of the things that I read or that I came to a conclusion on. He said, I'll give that I, I swore to Abraham and to give to their descendants. Canaan, if you are somewhere that you cannot give your children inheritance, it's not Canaan. One of the attributes of Canaan is that you must be able to give an inheritance. If you are the caretaker to somebody else's property, can you give it to your child? <laughs> My dear sister. Why? So why do we inhabit? Why do we linger? Why do we spend time there? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, the first thing is fear. Fear. Can we please clap for her? 
fear is a very, very strong bondage. It's a four-lettered word, but it can bind a very, very mighty person. Fear can destroy a whole human being. It's a very, very strong spirit. So when you are in a particular place, you know that, yes, you want to move, but in your mind, you are moving. But that fear is there. It's telling you that when you get there, what do you want to go and do there? What are you going to do there? How are you going to do? What do you know there? And then the fear will keep you in one spot that you want to believe that, oh, this is a very, very safe haven. This, I'm just okay here. Because when I, I don't know what I'm going to get, where I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to meet. But where I am, I know what is there. I'm very, very comfortable. So it's fine here. So what else do I want to go outside and get? It's just okay here. It's just fine. But forgetting that, the word of the Lord says, when he calls, you equips. So when the Lord calls you and he already knows that where you are going is your own Canaan. So the only thing between us and getting there is that fear. So if we can take that bold step and crush that fear, I think we'll do fine. Pastor Steve, I'm going to come to you. Yeah, I'm going to also going. To, okay, let's stay here before. Praise uh, the Lord. Yes. So for me, I'll say fear. Um, the first question I will first of all ask myself is, am I even do I am I even aware that I'm in Kadesh? Mm. Because uh, before you say you want to even leave the Kadesh, at least first of all, you you yourself you admit that okay. It must be in Kadesh. I'm so, in I'm in, yeah, I'm in Kadesh. Yeah, yeah. And um, one thing I've realized over time is. Never to be afraid of anything. Because I realize that anything you are afraid of will easily come upon you. So I made up my True. mind. I fear nothing. Only God. Mm. So for me, I would say a lot of us, we are in Kadesh because we are not aligning ourselves with the standard of the word. Mm. Because the word is actually... Things might be going on around, you know, it might have stayed long enough, you might be seeing it, okay, this is what is happening. But for me, I, I, I just now begin to tell myself now that as long as it's not God's standard, I'm not going to accept it. So that's my So answer. you don't compromise on the word of God? No, I don't compromise. You don't compromise? Yes, as long so as no it compromise. is written. Yes, sir. As long as it is written, I'll hold mm. on to it. Even though if I don't see it, everything around me might seem crumbling. It might seem not even working, but I know the word will never fail. So Amen. I just hold on to that word, that this is what God says, and that's where I'm going to stand. Can we clap for <laughs> Minister Matayo? Yeah, we're going to take Pastor Steve, then we take Minister Jane. Why do we remain in Kadesh? We've identified uh, fear. We've also identified compromise. A lot of us are easily compromised. Easily compromised, Pastor Steve. Thank you very much, sir. This is a very practical part of this teaching because I'm sure a number of people who are truly aware they're in Kadesh, they are really waiting to get the answer. How do I get out of this Kadesh? Okay, so it was a question that propelled me to the place of prayer last night. Um, the first thing my wife said is what came to mind. I'm even aware because they said the day a madman is aware that he's mad, insanity hangs for him. You know, so am I even aware there is a Kadesh situation here? Either a condition or a place or a thought. Kadesh can represent itself in, in those formats. So 
I sat down last night and I said, how do I get out of this place? And the only thing that came to mind, sincerely, and I choose to be humble about it, I'm not all-knowing, is that I think I am in Kadesh because, frankly speaking and honestly speaking, I think I've done all I think I know to do. I don't know what else to do. The absence of direction has kept me in Kadesh. If, as I'm speaking right now, I got a call or an email that, son, brother, Steve, do this. I have a natural proclivity to do things. I don't struggle. I don't even have a fear issue. But where there is no clear direction, confusion surrounds you. That's real, man. All right. I mean, and I've heard people who say, look, chief, everything in the book, I have done it. Yeah. Everything they say to do. And sometimes I answer that, no, don't say you have done everything. Say you have done all you know. There is still more to do that you have not done. Ignorance is a terrible limitation. Difficult to admit that you are ignorant. So last night, while in the place of prayer and projecting this question before God also, God said to me, he said, look, have you ever studied Psalm 29 before? It didn't occur to me that of all the battles David fought in his life, in career, David is one man in history that never lost a battle. Not even the battle of... of, 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 of um, oh, oh, before I... I yes, the, the, the battle of um, the, the, the young man that he took his wife and all that. You know, eventually something came out of that when uh, the, case, the case of the man that he killed. So the man never lost a battle and he must have a strategic formula that made him sustain victory 24 hours. So I studied Psalms. Psalms happens to be the book that compiled all the strategy of David in, in winning battles in life. So the Lord said, have you studied Psalms? 29 before. And when I went through Psalm 29, while in the place of prayer, it occurred that there is something powerful about the voice of God. And I said to myself, sir, what you did on Sunday, the ministration on Sunday was a clear description of the voice of God. God spoke to everybody and everyone was okay to listen. And so I said to myself last night after our prayer that I need to study how to hear what God is saying. And the saying of God does not have to be audible. It can be signs. It can be wonders. It can be movement. It can be preaching. It can be just anybody say something. It can be a donkey. So right now, I'm alert. I'm sensitive. So back to the question is that the absence of direction can, the absence of direction can keep you in Kadesh Banner. Minister James. You know, you have even solved the problem for me. Um, there's an industry, there's a business I'd like to go into. And I'd, I'm gathering myself to do it. And all of a sudden, I was somewhere, and one person said something negative about it. And you know, I started getting afraid. One person just casually says, ah, that business, ah, I have a friend, he lost money. You know, when I got home, so I was now saying to my mom, I said, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, am I sure? She now brought out a box of survey and everything on that same thing. Information, intelligence. And do you know that my fear has been keeping me a bit? But just as you spoke now, you talked about direction. That if you had direction... Who do you get direction from? From God. But do you know who God uses? People who have gone that way before you. The problem with some of us is that we are not ready. We are too proud to go and ask. Remember Saul. 
What did the servant say? So he was sold and said, is there not a man that we can ask just to look for a donkey? See where it led him. So Pastor Steve, you don't need to stay in Kadesh, Bania. Yes, you may not have the direction, but God would lead you to somebody who has the direction. And do you know what? As you are speaking, I know the person that he's, an, he's a serial entrepreneur. A serial, he's just a friend of mine, a classmate of mine. Serial, uh, has anybody of you seen Agnos? Have you come at warm water, Agnos, small water like that? You see, when he was telling me about this thing, I was blown out of this world. He says to me, you know what, Yomi? I can't tell you the amount of money they make every week. He said, do you know I only have two staff? And pastor, they are turning over millions. Even the driver that does delivery for them is not his staff. The man only works for him on Sundays. So they only do delivery on Sundays. He doesn't have any staff. He said when the man comes, he gives him the money. The two staff he has is himself and a sales person. And they are doing tons. Because. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, I feel a lack of fear. A lack of um, faith. Lack of, faith. lack of faith. That was where it started from in the first place. Lack of faith and when you don't trust the God that you serve. Mm -hmm. When you are empty in mm -hmm. the world, it is very, very difficult for you to leave that Kadesh. You remain mm -hmm. there because you know that this one that I am right now, nobody can take me out. But when you trust in God wholeheartedly, you begin to have that faith. I'll give you a typical example. I'm a living testimony to that. Fear of the unknown. My sister, I will just buttress what she just mentioned. I remember when I was working in my former place of work. I worked there for like 10 to 11 years. And when I was trying to leave, I was okay. Pay me good salary, official car, and other stuff. But I wasn't satisfied with that. I wanted something more. So when I dropped my resignation letter, that I wanted to start my own business, by then I've not even gotten my office. I've not even arranged myself. But I was so sure that it was time for me to move. But the people around me were like, my mom most especially, she was so scared that this boy that is taking care of me, if he leaves this job, fear of the unknown. You can imagine if I had listened to her. By now, I've not gotten to where the Lord is taking me to, but I'm seeing a whole lot of difference. If I remain in Kadesh, I'm very optimistic that I will not be where I am right now. Praise the Lord. So, so, so what, what you're saying, I like what you said. Believe God. But Pastor Collins came a few weeks ago and taught us something. He gave us three steps. Remember the three steps. As I was preparing, I remember what Pastor... Do you know how many steps that he said? How did he put it? Relationship with God. Relationship with your neighbor. And then relationship with yourself. So I can put it like this for you. Faith in God is supreme. But faith in somebody that can show you direction is important. But perhaps equally important is faith in yourself. Yes, please give my sister here. Faith in yourself. Because you remember when they were talking about being discouraged? 
that they have told us, our brothers have told us, and we have become discouraged. Is please look for that. Uh, um, um, I think it's um, verse. I can't remember the verse on uh, in Deuteronomy one. Maybe it's twenty something. Please bring it up. Yes, show. So you you don't have trust in yourself. You don't think you can do it. Gideon said me when they said, "Oh, hello, mighty man of valor." I said, ah, "Are you sure you are talking to the right man? My house, my tribe is the smallest of all the uh, tribes. Then my clan is even the smallest of the clan. I can't be a mighty man of valor." Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Um, after I heard everything everybody is saying. I discovered something to that. Aside the fact that uh, we need to have faith, then there's fear and all of this. If I want to pick everybody's experiences together, I kept shaking my head that, oh, I've left that Kaddish. Oh, thank God I left that Kaddish. Oh. So at the end of the day, I think one of the confusion is we assume sometimes that the Kaddish is one. And it's... Um, every time you leave... Kadesh, now, and you are in a particular place, there's always the time of, okay, now you have spent some time here, now we move again. And that is part of the reason why the Israelites stayed, because they were not sure. It happened to me, and I thank God, it was service here, it was a service here last year, last year, and by last year, end of August, I told myself, I am going to leave this job. I stood up and I left the job. And when I was leaving, I was leaving, I had tons of debts. I had, it was looking like almost people around me are like, are you sure? Are you sure? But I was sure. And so against all odds, I did it. But then I knew that when I was going to go into the job, God told me to go. And it was the right thing to do. So sometimes our Kadesh is not, is not one scenario. Just know that it would be a process. And don't doubt it that, okay, God told me to stay, to come here. He told you to come there, but he did not ask you to stay there. It's time to move again. Remember what we said. Kadesh is a place of transition. It's not a place of habitation. And like she said, your Kadesh, you can be in many situations. So in another situation, you can be in Canaan. And in this situation, you can be in Kadesh. And I think it was Pastor Steve that said it. That thing, you are praying, you are praying to God for, to change, is somebody else's miracle. That, you've been using one car for so long, and you are praying God, this car has become Kadesh. Eh? It's a prayer point. And it's somebody's prayer point. Let that person get hold of that car. He has arrived in his own Canaan. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I right? Okay. Um, Theodora. <laughs> we want to bring it to an we want to bring this to a close. <laughs> Pastor, church. Pastor C um, Pastor Collins, why when I mention car you are feeling <laughs> <laughs> and that means God is taking me to another Canaan. <laughs> okay, good evening, church. Um, just to add to what um, Minister James said, um, so lack of self 
self-esteem. Um, so sometimes we stay in Kadesh for too long because of lack of self-esteem. Okay, I'm not saying this because pastor is here, but working with pastor has made me realize one thing. He will always say, Dora, you have great control of English, you can write well, but due to maybe over familiarity, I know I'm not proud of this, but I've gotten used to working with pastor so much that I just felt it was pastor just telling me to encourage me and I didn't really put in much to it until I think that same week, then PYBO said the same thing. And so I don't think I've told you this before, but I never knew it had a name for what I used to do, the right thing and all that. And until you sent me a message that, Dora, have you considered... I didn't even know there was a name like that. I didn't know there was anything like that, and I had to do much more research on it. So I think, for me, my own Kadesh had been, was, because I know I've left there, Amen. was that office. So last year, you did something when, I think during your birthday, um, this thing, and then you said something, you introduced me to your staff as, you know, Dora writes so well, and I was like, who is it me? <laughs> From her. And you, you spoke so much that you were like, I know she does, I don't think she knows that thing that she has in her, but she does it so well, and we're trying to bring that out. So the point that when they gave me my first task, I wanted to say, ah, I can't do this. But in my mind, I said, ah, no, no, no. I cannot, for lack of better word, I cannot fall white bills hand. I mean, he has already praised me if I don't do this thing well. And then I had to put in the work so, and then there's one thing you mentioned during your message about moving to the seventh day. You said um, listening to the prophets. So um, that has helped me as well. So even in our Kadesh moments, we should listen to the man of God that God has placed in our lives. So if I did not take what pastor said and what you said seriously, you know, I had to use that. So anytime I'm faced with a difficult task, I'm like, I'll just remember pastor saying, Dora, you have great command of English. I don't know where the school you went to, but it's not showing that it's a state school. And all that has helped me so much. So I think that's another point. So in our college moments, we should take advice from the prophets God has put in our lives. Amen. Ah, you don't want us to end this thing. Where I go? Yeah. Okay. Good evening, church. Good evening. Um, I think in our Kadesh moment, we should keep a positive attitude. Hallelujah. Amen. Like, let's say, for example, we are waiting on God on something, mm. and that is not forthcoming, and we begin to show attitude to not coming to church again, angry with God, that can keep us in that Kadesh. So keeping a positive attitude in our Kaddish moment is very, very important. I'm not showing a negative attitude. Amen. Amen. I have a few notes in my a reason why we stay in Kaddish. And when you flip it, those reasons, um, you can tell you what to do to japa out of Kaddish Baniya. One, we talked about like, lack of faith. Some of us are waiting for the perfect time. Everything must be aligned before we make a move. Remember what Minister James said? I didn't even have an office. Sheung said it too. But I knew it was time for me to move. I knew that God had left. So what am I still doing here? So he left. Lack of belief in your abilities. Tiredness and weariness. Which is what happened to Toby's mom. She was tired. She was weary. Some of us are so tired. We've been going through the same thing for so long. 
murmuring and complaining and rebellion. We talked a lot about this on Sunday, so I'm not even going to emphasize that. Sin and disobedience keeps us in Kadesh. Sin and disobedience keeps us in Kadesh. Remember, God, when he was, and then he said, ah, now we are going to go and fight. And Moses said to them, don't go. God actually even spoke to Moses and said, tell them not to go. He said, the Bible records that they were chased like bees. If you get that chapter, uh, that verse, bring it up for me. Fear and unknown, with a fear of the unknown, we've spoken about that. How about past experiences of failure? It keeps us in Kadesh. I've done it before. I've done it before. But how many of us remember how many wells Isaac dug before he found Rehoboth? And Pastor Steve came here last week Wednesday and said to us, go again. You begin to count your experiences of failure. It is said of uh, Thomas Edison, the man who discovered the electric bulb, that it was on his 1,000th attempt that he got it right. And then his assistant told him that, ah, sir, if only we had known this before, we wouldn't have wasted 999 times. He said, no, we didn't waste 999 times. We learned 999 ways of, not, of how not to make a bulb. So if he had given up, and there's somebody here today, you have given up on yourself, you've given up on God. There's a vision that God has given to you, and you've given up. Go back to it. I didn't preach the word, Pastor, uh, Pastor Steve came here last week Wednesday and preached it. Go again. Not taking responsibility for your actions keeps you in Kadesh. You blame everybody else but yourself. Uh, my father, when everybody was buying land, when their fathers were buying land in Victoria land, he didn't buy. Then my mother, didn't give me a car to go to school. I was born into a home. I was born in a village. I was, you know, uh, there were 20 of us in our house. You, get, you blame everybody else but yourself. You'll be there for long. Not taking charge of your destiny. In fact, not taking charge of your destiny and not taking charge of your destination. Because all the while, you're in, you're in Kadesh. Paint a mental picture. I think what God wanted them to see when he was describing the land was so that they can develop a mental picture of where they are going. You understand? Some of us need to go into some car shops and price some cars. You don't have money, but go price a car. Yeah. You are saying to yourself, Pastor Colin, <laughs> you are saying to yourself that I don't you know what they know the big person for pie pricing you cack well well you look good and you want so, so ha, ha. take your wife along <laughs> you know when they see women they say, <laughs> say, you say how, mu how much is that the darling don't you like <laughs> then she too say no I prefer the one with sunroof <laughs> come on man go on price Go and prize. Hallelujah. 
Yes, sir. What about the company that we keep? Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. if man sharpens the countenance of his friend, mm-hmm. it's bad to be one-eyed man amongst yes. blind people. Yes, you know, some people will never let you do some things because they have never smelt it before. And some of us are, can I honestly be, can I be honest? Yes, sir. Some of us don't hang around with people better than us because we feel like the smallest boy in the room. If you are in Kadesh, it takes somebody that has left that Kadesh to be able to take you out of that Kadesh. In Kadesh, they were eating, they were sleeping, they were bathing in the morning, they were having children. You know, one thing I don't, I say I don't like to be the pastor of some people because everything you have done is on the same level. You need to have enough self-confidence to make friends upwards. You can't, I can't take you to a place I've never been. I can't open your mind to something I have not seen. So, one of the worst things about Kadesh is if you are making friends with Kadesh people. Kadeshians. <laughs> you need to do me a slide. Kadeshians. God bless you for that. You know? Give Kadeshians. You know, you know why Moses was able to take them out of that place? Yeah. He grew up in the palace. Yes. Yeah. He didn't grow up in the slave city. He did not. Some of you call some people snobs. You say something. It is foolishness. God purposely planted him in the palace so that he's comfortable with freedom. All his people were slaves. He grew up in the palace. A slave is not likely to take a slave out of slavery. If you like, clap. If you like, don't clap. If you're not clapping... See, Pastor Yomi, God always picks somebody and puts him in front. Most and generally, we say we don't want this person. And then you gather your Kardashians, you go everywhere with them. You know, and that, you see, that's the truth. That's the truth. You just become like them. One-eyed man amongst blind people. We need to pray. What, what, the mindset of Kadesh is you can't move in a higher level. You're too emotionally insecure. You want everybody that will hailing you. You are always the king of boys. You, you, know, you know what um, Bishop Jake said? If every room you enter, you are the biggest boy in that room, you need to change your association. Yeah. You need to go to some rooms where you are the least in that room. That's right. That way, they can help you change your mind. God will help us in Jesus' name. Look, honestly, Pastor, because I was coming to that, there was um, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I brought somebody, an old friend of yours. I'm seriously cultivating him. 
We speak almost on a daily basis now. I was with him yesterday. You know why? He's maybe one year or just over one year older than me, but the guy just retired from a very big position. When you are talking, he's giving you facts, reeling. Ministerial list, they were calling him. They first offered him, he said he didn't want. And then they say, okay, this one called, that one called, that one called, that one. And I realized myself that, oh boy, oh there, I brought him here and I were coming from somewhere one day and we're coming to church. I said, he's pastor's old friend. And I told pastor, ah, pastor, me, I'm coming this guy. Don't be surprised if I announce the guy as my new chairman. I've actually asked him, and he says, yeah, let me let's do it. Because guess what? The thing that I can struggle is like me rowing a boat. He uses speedboat. He just pick up his call. I've seen him. I've seen people call him. He said, what's your opinion? This thing is about to happen. What's your opinion? First bank issued this last issue that happened. We were sitting together. One of the guys called him immediately. Blah, 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 blah. What can we do to this matter? Please, give us counsel. And when you showed up in my office, what did I do? <laughs> yes, sir. He's my old friend. I said, I don't tell how you day. He said, ah, pastor, we have to hook up. I said, check your phone. Do you still have my number? And so on. See, you have to understand seasons. I remember when our brother died, um, Femi Ayeni. That was when BRF came to church. He asked me, he said, uh, can I say something about my friend? He's a Muslim. I said, go. He said, can I? I said, go. They let him climb. He talked about his friendship. I watched everything he did. When we went to bury the body, he sat down and said, I will wait till they cover the grave and cement it because I don't want anybody to tamper with my friend's body. I said, what? He said, Pastor, you be going. I'll stand. He sat. So I called him. I said, I have learned another definition of friendship. The way you treated your friend. Me and you were going to be friends. He put his hand and shook my hand. From that day, if I call him, if he does not pick up, within 10 minutes, he will call me back. If I send a text, within five minutes, he will answer. He's a Muslim, I'm a Christian. Sometimes, you, God will send somebody for a time, I don't know what time it will be, but one day, that friendship will pay off. That fellow, we're friends, uh, so yeah, he, everything, everything, you saw the way he was excited about me, but I'm not a fool, I know that. We need to hook up again. It may not be for me. It may be for somebody else. Yeah. Can, I, can I plead with you, Grace Assembly, stop playing just because we were born in the same place, just because we were raised in the same place. You have a, a place in my life, but there are other people better than you that you need to cultivate. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children. I'm begging you. You know, um, one of my relatives, my mom's relative actually, you know, 
maybe difference in some circumstances. You know that my auntie, she didn't leave us alone. No. You understand me? Make sure her children grew up with us. Irrespective of what you can call the difference. Ah. Because you understand me? So please, I beg you. You know, some of you are hoping that one day pastor will come, put his hand on you, and then you get out of Japa. Or he will bring one oil and he will tell you, come and drink this gorodome of oil. And then you leave Japa. It's not happening. It's what he has that is telling you now. And if you apply it, you will not remain there. Look at Ambassador. That I, he went somewhere, represented us. I saw the lady in, at the Hilton. Um, uh, what do I call it? Um, what do we call that? Term floor. Lounge. Ah, by the way, uh, your, your member, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And spoke glowingly about him to me. Because he wasn't terrified. He wasn't coward. He didn't let his past failures define who he is. So many of us are where we are because we have not dared to follow what God has told us to do. You know, I've told you, Pastor Collins, you know, I've told you. I've told you, you know, I've told you. There's so much in each and every one of us. The last thing that keeps us in Kadesh Banner, character and habits. Character and habits. You know, character is like gas. You can contain it. After a while, it will come out. It will escape. And then habits. Habits. You know, I was... On Sunday, I had to have a long meeting to mediate in something. And somebody was telling me that, eh, this is how I was born. And even my mother knows. Eh, but, Auntie, you are doing the wrong thing. You are doing the wrong komiji. Bad thing doesn't have two names. It's bad. How can you be saying that? You say your mother knows you. Excuse me. This is not, I'm not your mother and I'm not your father. You are doing the bad thing. Maybe they didn't have the courage to tell you that this thing you are doing is bad. It is bad. B-A-D. Let me put exclamation mark behind it. And then you want to move? The same thing that you don't do. When it came to you, we rallied round and we sorted it out for you. Now for you to sort somebody out, you say, no, you people know me. I don't talk. Huh? As you about to say, oh sorrow. That's the beginning of bad head. I don't know what. <laughs> bad fortune. That's what you're about to say. Oh sorrow. How? So character and habits. If there's a habit that is keeping us in Kadesh, we need to work at it. We need to work at it. Lousy talking. Uh, lying, anger, whatever it is, backbite, whatever is a habit. When you are in church, you can't even keep quiet. If someone is going, you are saying, You know, there are some people in this church, you don't want to sit beside them. Am I telling the truth? Is that true? 
You don't want to sit beside them because when you sit beside them, they won't allow you to concentrate. When you meet great people, know how to behave. Yeah, yeah. You see, I was leading prayers about God opening doors and, and shutting some doors. You are the one that shut many doors. When you don't know where to stop, you don't, there are unseen lines in every relationship. When you cross some lines, they won't tell you. They just shut the door. They bolt it. You and your children, you will never enter that room anymore. So let's learn. And church is the place you can learn some of these things. I'm not saying church is the only place you learn. But please, when we learn, whatever we learn, let's change some things about ourselves. When they called Joseph to go and meet Pharaoh, the Bible says he changed his clothes. He shaved the rubbish off. And that's why Pharaoh could put him in the palace. But let me say one last thing. What about what I call analysis paralysis? <laughs> you overanalyze how to get out of Kadesh. Instead of stepping out in faith, when you see God saying it's time for you to move, you see, you don't have to have everything in life. God will supply some things as you go. If you never step out, some grace will never meet you. Don't say, I don't have this, I don't have that. God said to Moses, he had only a rod. He said, lead them out. Ah! If Moses was thinking about all he gave, I didn't see an angel, just one rod. And they faced the Red Sea. What did God say? He said, don't pray. Lift up the rod. What happened? Somebody here, what you have is already powerful and dangerous. I'm releasing you from Kadesh. Move forward and it will work out in Jesus' name. I know we have to go. But one final one. One final one. When the opportunity shows up to leave Kadesh, Banya, first thing, recognize it and grab it with both hands. Yesterday, um, just around 11, called me. Some of, did you see me on channel? Some of you saw me on channels yesterday. Ah, they needed something for me to do. To them, for them. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I can do it by Zoom. And I did it. The lady who did it didn't do it very well. And I didn't... I was very... I was a bit irritated with her behavior. You know, she was quite dismissed. Anyway, it didn't go as well as I would have loved it to do. And so I left where I was and I went for lunch somewhere. And who did I see that came to me? Uncle John. Uncle John. <laughs> ah, yummy. Ah. So he and I, do you know, he and I, we probably spent collectively maybe a total of about two hours together. Now, what that lady did was maybe paramount on my mind. Let me deal with this lady. She be this, the chairman. Yes. Oh, you know John Momo. Oh, do you know John Momo? I'm talking about John Momo. You know, we must bring back some things in this church. He is a, he's a chairman of channels, founder... Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. And what I was even saying is that we must bring some things back. In those days, when we when they used to come, we used to bring them. We had what we call Christian business seminar. These were people who are speakers then. 
So, one mind was telling me that I should say this lady, blah, blah, blah. When will I see Uncle John again? I just started giving Uncle John. You know, this is where, this is what we should do. This is blah, 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 blah. Do you know when a big man looks at you and says, Yomi, when can we see again? I think. Because I recognize. That's, yes. I can be petty. Be talking about or move out of Kadesh. If I'm out of Kadesh and in Canaan line, nobody needs to tell that lady. Let me tell you what she did. She got my name wrong. On air, she kept on calling me Yomi Fabi. I heard Yomi Fabi is an actor. Is that right? He kept on, she, and I kept on correcting her. No, it's not Fabi, it's Badejo Okusoya. Yomi Badejo Okusoya. Then she'll say again, okay, um, they wanted me to analyze uh, President Tinumbu's speech, to analyze it. So, oh, I'm sorry about uh, Mr. Huh? Mr. Fabi, what did you think about? No, Yomi Badejo Okusoya. I'm a communication person. For you first not to recognize me, and then you are mixing up my name, it means that I have not done my work well. Eventually, internet took us away. So that was what I wanted to raise with him. That, uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle John, what's this about? Is this what the reporters have come to? Uncle Percy? But no, I saw my ticket. <laughs> Out of where? Kadesh. So my final point, when you see the opportunity to get out of Kadesh, don't think twice. What do you think happened to Joseph? Oh, double any. Realize that when they were taking him out of that prison, he ain't going. <laughs> what happened when John Momo, you saw him? You had the option to be petty or to be great. If you talked about that lady, they will suspend her or fire her. And that would be the end of the... It's the same thing with uh, Joseph. When Pharaoh sent for him, he didn't talk about the butler. He didn't say one fool that I helped that was supposed to be. He just faced his own direction. Auntie, when you get the opportunity, what do you do? Face your destiny. Don't be petty. Don't be petty. Oh God, he could have even talked about yeah. uh, uh, then. I didn't do anything, no. I was just by myself. Then Potiphar, your general, his wife, then came, then me, then. Okay. <laughs> What will it cost me that the woman is reprimanded? As a matter of fact, when I get to where I am, when she sees me walking, maybe one of the few people there that don't know that the chairman and I are very good friends. When she sees me walking in to the chairman, do you know, do you think she will ever try that again? She didn't know my name before. She will know it. Sooner or later, you will read The Guardian. Sorry? Yes. They will know it. Sooner or later, you have to read The Guardian. You will know my name. You will spell it. You will know my name. 
<laughs> Come on, have you been blessed? Say Sydney, have you been blessed? <laughs> we are way past our time. Way past our time. My apologies. So